Good morning, everybody. Oh, goodness. Good to see you all today. It's been a wild morning today. I'm so glad to be here. I'm a little tired, a little exhausted, but I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm glad you're here. And there's a lot going on today. I'm excited about the new members' luncheon uh, because we get to see people who are excited to plug into this congregation, and that's exciting. Uh, there's a couple of things, big things going on today. Uh, today is the last chance for you to sign up for Church at the Park. I mean, uh, for, <laughs> sort of, it's similar, for our family retreat. Our family retreat is next weekend, and I really believe that it's going to be a blessing to you. Uh, we will have time on Saturday to spend together just being at Camp High Lake. And if you've never been there, it's a beautiful camp. Uh, just as the name says, it's right there on the lake. And it really is a special place. I always like to get away at some point during the weekend, go out in the woods by the lake, and just sit and think for a little bit. And so maybe that would be a good idea for you. But we're excited about several new people coming on our, on our weekend with us this, this next week. And uh, that's really exciting. So... Make sure you sign up today so we can account for you, and we'll be prepared for you to eat, just like everybody else, and uh, you can be there in fellowship with us. Uh, Also, tonight is our ice cream social that's going to benefit our Baja mission trip. That's the last week of July. Now, I don't think there's many of you that don't like ice cream, and so we're going to be eating some ice cream, some homemade ice cream. Uh, it's going to be a very special night, and uh, it is a free event, you know, it's free for you to come in if you want to, but we will have a donation bucket for our trip, and so if you find it in your heart to give towards our trip, uh, we would love uh, to take that, um, but if not, we would love for you to fellowship with us, but we uh, are planning to do this to raise money for our trip, and we're excited about it. And also to provide an opportunity for all of us to fellowship together. And so several things coming up today and next week and the weeks after. And we are quickly approaching our summer. And that is exciting uh, because once we get into summer, you got VBS, you've got camp, we've got mission trip. And so lots of incredible things coming up. And I'm thankful that you're here. And I understand that a lot of you, it wasn't very easy for you to come here this morning. A lot of you really struggled to get up this morning. Maybe it was a physical problem that you have. Maybe you just aren't feeling that great. And when you woke up this morning, you thought, you know, this would be a good day for me to just stay in the house and relax because the week has been crazy. But you're here. And you found it within yourself to get out despite your physical weaknesses and come this morning. Your reasons may have nothing to do with physical problems. Uh, It may be you uh, just aren't feeling mentally well this morning. And you've got a lot going on in your life. 
and you woke up this morning with all of that going on in your head, and you might have something personal going on with a friend, maybe in this room, something that is really bothering you and caused you to, when you got up this morning, you thought, you know, I really would rather just stay home. I really just don't want to get out and go to worship this morning because I've just got, I'm just fatigued mentally. And you just didn't want to, but here you are. And you're here. Some of you have jumped over some major hurdles to get through that door this morning. And I want to recognize that. I want to thank you for that. For, for putting all of that on the shelf and still being willing to come to worship this morning. For some of you, it was guilt. It was shame. And you didn't even want to show yourself here this morning because all of that is on top of you. The last few weeks, we've been talking about the resurrection. The fact that the resurrection changes everything. And I believe that the message that God has given us this morning is a powerful message that will change your perception of sin, of shame, and of guilt. I believe it's a powerful message straight from God's Word. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 here in just a minute. And so if you want to go ahead and turn there, you can. A lot of this series comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you ever are wondering about the resurrection, that's a great place to go. But today we're going to talk about how the resurrection changes your sin. If you ever ask the words or the question, what if? Maybe you've thought about it and thought, man, what if I had made this decision or that decision? What if, what would have happened to my life? There's this meme going around Facebook. Maybe some of you don't know what a meme is, but really it's just a picture with words on top of it. Uh, Pretty simple. I guess that's the most simple way to describe it. But it says, what if? And it's centered around different songs that have existed in our culture. One of them is, what if James Brown didn't feel good? What would have happened to our world if he didn't feel good? What if Dolly Parton didn't always love you? What if she didn't? What would have happened to our culture? Uh, What about this one? What if Mr. Rogers didn't really want to be your neighbor? (laughs) What would have happened? We, We ponder these questions. What if the devil never went down to Georgia? What would have happened? Where would he have gone? What if Bruno Mars had never caught the grenade for you? What if he hadn't? See, I didn't get as many laughs. Y'all don't even know what song that is. <laughs> uh, what if the mountain was too high, the valley was too low, and the river was too wide for Diana Ross to get to you? What would have happened? We ask these questions, what if? And we do this with our own life too. We think, what if, what if I had taken that job? Or what if? I had done this in high school. What if I would have played baseball instead of tennis? We ask these what if questions. And today I want to ask you this question. What if Jesus had never resurrected from the dead? What would have happened? What if Jesus never would have resurrected from the dead? Now a lot of these questions I asked are just silly. They're just fun to kind of think about. But 
this one has a real truth in Scripture. And it's located right in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and 12 through 17, verses 12 through 17. If you want to look there, I'm going to read it. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that He raised Christ, whom He did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. Pay attention especially to these next couple of verses. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Listen to that. If Christ has not been raised from the dead, then you are still in your sin. And not only are you still in your sin, but you really don't have any way out of your sin if Christ never raised from the dead. If the resurrection never happened, then you're still still walking around with all this baggage. You're walking around with all this baggage if the resurrection never happened. Baggage, maybe from lies that you told. Maybe a lie you told to a loved one. Someone you really care about. And you're carrying that baggage around with you. Maybe it's baggage from a struggle with sexual immorality, with homosexuality, pornography. If the resurrection didn't happen, Maybe you're still carrying around that baggage. For all of us, it's different. Maybe you're carrying around baggage from some gossip that you spread. Maybe it's even about somebody you love a lot. And you spread some gossip about them. Or maybe it's baggage you're carrying around because of gossip someone else spread about you. And you're still carrying around that baggage if the resurrection never happened. Maybe it's baggage that you're carrying around because of an addiction. You know, this one might look like the smallest bag that's on my back. And it hurts if I carry it long enough. Maybe the baggage you're carrying around is from a struggle with a drug or alcohol addiction. Maybe you're still carrying around today. Or maybe it's guilt or shame from a a former addiction that you had. But we carry around this baggage, and it's not only it's not only heavy, but this baggage is it's kind of painful. If you walk around with baggage long enough, it becomes painful to the point that it feels sometimes like it's gonna completely overtake you. Maybe you're walking down this aisle with all that baggage on your back and it it just feels like you're just going to collapse right there in the aisle. Maybe, maybe it's in a simple place like Walmart. You're walking around, but all that baggage is following you. All that baggage is on your back. And it just feels like it's going to take over your life. Or maybe you're sitting at home 
and all that baggage is on top of you. You're sitting there watching TV. And you're thinking about the next day. And really, because of all that baggage weighing down on top of you, it's hard for you to even comprehend how you're going to wake up the next morning. Because it's that painful. And Scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians 15 that if the resurrection never happened, then our whole life, we are going to be carrying around all of this baggage. We're going to be going through life dragging it with us. Because if the resurrection never happened, then you are still in your sin. You ever been on a trip and you've got several bags? Maybe you pack really heavy when you go on a big trip. I know sometimes when we go on youth group trips, you see that one person coming up to the van and you're thinking, you need all that stuff for two days. For two days. And it's like this bag right here. Some of y'all know who I'm talking to. You, maybe you've got this bag for two days because you think you need it. I remember growing up, we used to do this program called Lads to Leaders. And it was just a couple of days from Thursday to Sunday. And it was always Easter weekend. And some of you are familiar with it, but we would go to Lads to Leaders. And I remember getting out and not knowing where our room was going to be at the Opryland Hotel. Oh, man. And you're thinking, because I'd have my backpack and you've got stuff in your bag and you're going up to the counter, and if you've never been to the Opryland Hotel, maybe you've just been for the lights during Christmas time, or maybe you've just gone to look around at the Delta or the Cascades, but if you don't know where your room is, you might have just walked in like what feels like 10 miles from where your room is on the other side of the hotel. And some years at Last Leaders, that is what happened to us. We would walk in to one registration table, and our room would be at the other end of the hotel. And so we would get our bags, and you know, I was real sweet, so I probably grabbed a couple of my mom's bags, and we start our trek across the hotel. And you know, at first it's fun because you just got there, and you're seeing all this waterfalls and rivers and all that kind of stuff, but about halfway, it starts to really get painful. And if you're not getting close, you know, you might see Delta on your, on your uh, name tag or something, but you're in the Cascades, and you think you've been walking for 30 minutes already, and it starts to hurt. And when you get into your room, I remember we would always just kind of throw our bags down and just fall on the bed. Just fall on the bed in relief. Maybe you've been there at, on a big trip. When you finally get to your room, you've been carrying all that baggage with you, and when you finally get to your destination, it's just a relief to just let it all go and to fall onto the bed. Now that's kind of the way I perceive this. You've been carrying all this baggage around with you. And it could be a great relief for you to let go of this baggage. Because Jesus, we are told in Scripture was raised from the dead. This says, if He was not raised from the dead, then we are still in our sins. But that if is a big word. Because Jesus was raised from the dead. 
And while you may feel at this point that you may be defined by your sin, like you are defined by your sexual immorality, or your homosexuality, or you're defined by your addiction to drugs or alcohol, what we read here is that Jesus, He did raise from the dead. And because He raised from the dead, we are no longer defined by our sin. We are no longer defined by our baggage. I want you to look at Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. This was our scripture reading this morning. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. It says, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? We were buried therefore with Him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. When you're baptized, not only do you deepen your relationship with Jesus, but you take part in His death and you rise out of the water of baptism through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you live through the power of the resurrection. And look what He continues to say in verses 5-7. through What happens during this moment. For if we have been united with Him in a death like this, which is painful, the death that we may feel from our sin, from all the baggage that we're carrying around, if we have been united with Him in a death like this, because you've chosen to put Him first, you shall certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. We know that our old self was crucified with Him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be, notice, no longer be enslaved to sin. A baptized believer lives through the power of the resurrection. And this baggage no longer enslaves us. We're no longer enslaved to our sin. We no longer have to carry this stuff around. We don't have to walk around with all this baggage on our backs. Let's see if I can get this thing off. We no longer have to walk around with all this baggage because the resurrection did happen. And because the resurrection happened, it's not just this historical event. It affects you. It plays a huge role in your life. You don't have to carry around all, that, all this baggage anymore. If you live through the power of the resurrection. Being able to remove this baggage gives Christians this sense of relief just like you have when you get to your hotel room and you can put all that baggage down and you can just lay back on your bed. It gives you that same sense of relief and I would say it gives you even more sense of relief. Imagine how Paul must have felt in Acts chapter 9 when Jesus reminded him that he could be defined by the resurrection. That he was no longer defined by his murder. He was no longer defined by his anger. 
But now Paul could be defined by the power of Christ, the power of the resurrection. He can put all that baggage down and live through that power. Imagine how the adulterous woman must have felt when the Pharisees brought her to Jesus and labeled her as an adulterer. In John chapter 8, and Jesus says, go and sin no more. You are not defined by your adultery. You are defined, if you live in me, you are defined by my resurrection. You are defined by my power, not by your baggage. Now maybe today, you're hearing this for the first time, and you came in this morning with all that baggage on top of you, all that baggage that you feel defined by, you feel like people look at you and define you by the baggage that you're carrying around. But I'm telling you now that you are free to walk through the power of the resurrection. Think about that. You are free to walk through the power of the resurrection. And that's going to provide you a great sense of relief. If you choose, as Romans 6 says, to be baptized, to rise, to walk in a newness of life, you're no longer defined by your past. You're no longer defined by your struggles. You are defined by Jesus. You're defined as a follower of Christ that lives through the power of the resurrection. And that should give you a great sense of relief this morning. But not only does the resurrection change the way you view your own sins, the resurrection should change the way you view the sins of the people that you come into contact with every single day. Look at Romans chapter 6, verses 8 through 12. Romans chapter 6, verses 8 through 12. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, to, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passion. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. Now something that I think we struggle with is labeling other people's baggage. When you're walking down the street or you're walking through Walmart and you see someone and you think you know a little bit about their story, their baggage, you see them from a distance and you say, man, look at that. That guy's carrying a lot of baggage. He's an addict. Man, look at, look at that person over there. They're homeless. They're carrying a lot of baggage. Man, that person over there, they're an adulterer. They're carrying that around. You know what? That's too much baggage for me. So I'm just going to steer clear. 
I'm going to steer clear of those people carrying that baggage because that baggage, maybe you think that baggage looks a little more like this bag. It's just a little too big for you to interact with. And you see your baggage as being like this. But the truth is, God sees all baggage the same. And, and we, as Christians, have something special. Because what Romans 6 tells us is that while someone may be dead in their sin because of the baggage that's on top of them, they may be dead in their sin. What we read in Scripture is that in 1 Corinthians 15 it says, if Christ didn't raise from the dead, we're still stuck in that sin. But Christ did raise from the dead. And maybe you know someone that's stuck in their sin. Maybe you know someone that's carrying around a lot of baggage. But because Christ raised from the dead, because of the power of the resurrection, you have the opportunity to give them something that's going to relieve them from all the baggage that they're carrying around. Because you as a Christian walk in the power of the resurrection. And so not only... Does the resurrection change the way you view your own sin? The resurrection should change the way you view the sins of other people. And when you see them, you should not see people as a label, as, as their baggage. You shouldn't see them as labeled by their baggage. You should see them as someone who's stuck in their sin, who needs to know about the power of the resurrection. Someone who needs to know about becoming one with Christ through baptism, and the fact that if they can live and walk in Christ, that they can rise through the power of the resurrection to walk in newness of life. That the old self can be crucified with Christ and the new self, without all this baggage, can be freed to walk. Can be relieved from all of that sin. I want you to start seeing people not from your perspective, but from God's perspective. Because of the resurrection, everyone has the opportunity to be transformed from their sin. Everyone has the opportunity to be transformed from their sin no matter how large you think their baggage is. And I want to challenge you with two things this morning. Number one, when you leave here, I want you to find people who are in their sin and tell them about the power of the resurrection. Tell them about the power of the resurrection of Christ. Tell them your story. Tell them how the resurrection gave you the opportunity to be freed from your sins. That it gave you the opportunity to lay all that baggage down and walk in freedom. Tell them how they can experience the resurrection in their own life. And, and the second challenge I want to leave you with this morning is don't leave your baggage with you when you walk out that door. Don't walk out the doors this morning carrying your baggage. I want you to leave your baggage at the foot of the cross. Leave your baggage at the foot of the cross. Walk out of here today. Come out of that water. Walk out of those doors knowing that you live in the power of the resurrection.
And all that baggage you woke up with this morning that you were struggling with, that, that almost kept you from coming in these doors, since you brought it here, leave it here. And walk out of here with a new perspective on life. Walk out of here in a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. This morning, I want you to live through the power of the resurrection. If you have a need, come forward as we stand and sing.